You're listening to Closer Look. Here's Tracy Lynn. We're talking life skills today and those that are important to teach our kids as they grow into adulthood. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Tracy Lynn. With technology so much a part of our lives, it seems like a computer or robot will be doing everything for us. But for now, we still need to know how to do the laundry, make our meals, and walk the dog. With me is Diane Dubrovner with Parents Magazine. Diane, why are life skills so important when we live in such a high-tech world? Even though it seems like robots and computers are going to take over every aspect of our life someday, I don't know if that's really true, and it's certainly a ways down the road. And you want your kids to be an active part of your family and not sit around and wait to be served and helped with everything. And I think that from a young age, kids feel more confident when they're competent at different things. They feel proud of themselves when they're able to do things by themselves. Only about one in six um, young children can make their own breakfast. So if you compare that with the number of kids who know how to get Netflix up on their television, the, the numbers could do some improving. I'm sure you're not talking about a, a gourmet omelet, simple things like putting a waffle in the toaster or just getting a bowl of cereal, I'm sure. Correct. What are the goals in teaching our kids life skills? When they're living with you, the goals don't seem quite as pressing, but what we're hearing from the scenes on college campuses that kids are going off to college, which is really the, the first time for many kids when they are truly on their own, they don't know how to wash their own clothes in a washing machine in a dryer. They don't know how to ask a professor for an extension and on a paper that there are certain basic skills that come with being an independent person that kids and teenagers have become very dependent on their parents to help them with. And texting is part of the problem. Um, You know, texting is great as a parent in certain situations, but kids can contact us immediately at any time of day and ask a question. And parents generally answer the question. So there's a great book called How to Raise an Adult. Top of my bookshelf, one of my favorite parenting books, and it was written by um, a woman named Julie Lithcott-Hames, who used to be a dean at Stanford University, and she talks about how um, she's been struck by the fact that students at one of the best universities in the country arrive there at the age of 18 and can't do anything by themselves. Obviously, the goal of being a parent is to raise a successful, independent person. I mean, that's really in the big picture, what we're trying to do as, as parents. And so in the short term, it can seem easy to do things for our kids, but we, we want them to be competent. Do you find that it's easier teaching younger kids or can older kids learn just as easily? I guess it depends on what they're asking about, but what's your opinion? There's something about teaching a young child a skill that um, is easier because, A, you're able to make it seem a little bit more fun. Little kids don't get as bored and roll their eyes as as a 12-year-old might when you're trying to tell them how to do something. But little kids feel like they don't get to do that much stuff by themselves. And so if you trust them enough to let them help you make the salad or sort the laundry, if you position the task in the right way, they'll feel excited and honored and and cool to be able to do that with you. And so that's the goal is from a young age to include your child in what you're doing. And then even when they're too young to actually help, you can talk about what you're doing. When you have a baby, you can narrate your life. Like, I'm going to go make myself a cup of tea now. I'm going to take the cup down from the counter and I'm going to take 
the tea bag and I'm going to put, you know, like you talk about what you're doing so that your child is used to hearing about the process of life. And then when they get an opportunity to help you and learn how to do it themselves, they'll be excited. We're talking with Diane Dubrovner, deputy editor of Parents Magazine, and we're talking about life skills that we can teach our kids Diane, in the article in Parents Magazine, parents.com is the website. It's titled 10 Life Skills to Teach Your Child by Age 10. Of course, Michelle Couch, the author on this one, you offer such great suggestions, and I wanted to get your response to some of these and get your reaction off those. Because one, you say do the laundry. (laughs) I don't know who wants to do the laundry, but we've got to do it, right? So how do we teach our, our young kids how to do laundry? And when is the right age to start? Because I know some parents may be a little... um skittish, if you will, of using laundry detergent around kids. True. I would say for all of these skills that we're going to talk about, it really does depend on your own child. Some kids are able to focus and be a little bit more precise when you give them instructions. Other kids tend to be more distracted. Some kids are stronger with fine motor skills. You know, so I I don't think there are any hard and fast rules. I do think with laundry detergent, it's certainly helpful to transfer detergent into a smaller container that a child could hold or a measuring cup rather than those big jugs that a lot of us use. But there are steps. You could first get your child involved in the concept of sorting, sorting dirty laundry into light whites and colors, or even sorting clean laundry, like let's match the socks. And it doesn't have to be all at one time. One of the good things about laundry detergent is that it's so effective that you can really get most close clean on cold. (laughs) So I think that the sorting is less important than it was perhaps than years ago. So that's one good thing that if your kid happens to put a red shirt in with a white shirt, hopefully everything is not going to be pink. (laughs) Pink. Yeah, right. um, Just teach them to use cold all the time. (laughs) So I mean, I think an 8 to 10 to 12 year old can start doing laundry by themselves to a certain extent. And, you know, some machines are complicated now and they have all sorts That's of true. different settings. That's true. But you can show them the basic one. Absolutely. Let me go on to another one because you say planting a seedling. And that caught my attention because I'm wondering why. Why is that such an important life skill? I don't think it's an essential life skill for someone like me who lives in New York City, but I think it's really a lovely life skill for kids to feel that they have the power to take a seed that they might have grown in kindergarten in a little plastic jar and put it in the earth in the park or in your backyard or at their aunt's house and watch it grow. It's a very powerful feeling. And I think studies have shown also that when kids have hands-on experience with gardening, it makes them more interested in eating vegetables and fruits because they think it's really cool that that stuff grows out of the ground and they're more curious to taste it. One suggestion that you had in your article, which I liked, wrapping a gift, because I don't think we think about, again, the steps like you mentioned in doing the laundry, but there's wrapping a gift that you mentioned. Then there's hammering a nail. And Mm -hmm. I I wonder about that, too, because I'm not a fixer-upper in my house. I usually have someone else do that. Does that lead into learning how to fix things in your house? In my house, I my husband is very handy, but we have old floors and they're nails that are constantly sort of coming up from the wood. One of the things we're always doing is sort of banging down the nails on our floor. We're not building anything, but it's just a small little task. But I, I think you never know when in your life you're going to be in a situation where you're going to need to do this. If you buy furniture, there's an element of handiness that 
people need to have to put those kids together. And if you're starting on your own in your first apartment and you can't afford to buy something at a high-end store and you need to buy something that needs to be assembled, you may very well need to know how to use an Allen wrench and a, and, and you make and a, a great, hammer. <laughs> Diane, you make a great point there when you say you never know when you're going to need this because a couple of other yeah. suggestions like cleaning a bathroom and uh, treating a wound, I mean, those things you assume that somebody knows how to take care of. But when you're talking to a young person, you you realize very quickly as an adult, they've never been taught this. Part of what teaching skills like this does is to make the whole process of getting involved in these activities less daunting for kids. Hopefully, if they're in a situation, they're not going to be all by themselves having to put the furniture together or someone's going to get hurt and they're going to be all by themselves. But maybe they'll just be there to help and they won't be scared of a situation and feel like there's no way I can do this because I've never done it before. So, you know, not that they're doing something 100% by themselves, but just giving kids a sense of comfort with the types of things that they may experience out in the world will make them feel more prepared for anything. Diane, I want to touch on a couple of more uh, suggestions that were in the article, The 10 Life Skills to Teach Your Child by Age 10, because when we were talking about technology, I can see where these two that I'm going to throw out to you, and we can talk about them independently, but how they may wrap into this technological age that we're in. One, you say, learn how to write a letter. The other is navigating. So first, A lot of us go online, sometimes get a document that's pre-prepared, and then just kind of copy off of that. So why should we learn how to write a letter? Well, I don't think we necessarily mean a business letter, like you're applying for a job. But I'm I'm sure most kids learn how to send an email before they learn how to send a a paper letter. And that's a vital skill, too, certainly. But it's important to know how to write a thank you note. For example, if, if a friend gives you a birthday present, I think that there are many parents and etiquette experts and whoever who still think it's really nice to be able to take a little folded note and write, Dear Beth, thank you so much for coming to my party. I really loved the game. Love, Jane. You know, I mean, that's all it takes. And I think that those types of personal handwritten letters that we send at various points in our life, whether it's to a friend or a grandparent or somebody who you just had a job interview with, are, are very valued, particularly in this age of email. So it's not hard. And kids who don't know how to write yet can learn how to dictate to you what you could say in a note. And then navigating. I find this very interesting because you talk about hunting for treasure and having your child lead the way. Talk about why this is so important that you help teach a child how to navigate. We're so lucky to have GPS and Google Maps on our phones now. I mean, it's really pretty amazing. And yet you can still be looking at that map on your phone and not really be able to orient yourself and figure out where you want to go. So some of the basic skills about holding a map in a certain direction and trying to figure out where you are, like what's on your right and what's on your left, and do I need to go forward or backward, are basic skills that you really need whether your map is on paper or on a screen. So when we talk about hunting for treasure, I mean, you can make your own little treasure map and bury something or hide something behind a tree in your backyard or if you're in the park in a certain place and just draw a really basic map and sort of the trees and the buildings and the whatever and show where the treasure is and your child can find it in that sort of one basic way. When you go to um, lots of kid-friendly places too, like the zoo or an amusement park, they will give you very user-friendly maps. And that's a good map for kids to start with, that they can look at the different icons and figure out 
what animals they want to see and what path they need to go down to get to the lions or the path to get to the elephants. That's a good map to help kids. We're talking with Diane Dubrovner, deputy editor of Parents Magazine, and we're talking about life skills that we can teach our kids. Diane, I realize we only have a couple of minutes left together, and I did want to mention this that is in your article. You mentioned comparison shopping. Not in your article is an idea about finances. Do you think that's a good idea to teach our kids on how to take care of finances? I think that kids are used to seeing money pop out of a cash machine, and so they may not always realize that there's a finite amount of money that we have access to. And so I think it's important to talk about choices that you're making relative to how much something costs with your kid. When you're at the store, you can comparison shop and hold up two jars of spaghetti sauce and say, these look pretty much the same, but this one costs a dollar thirty-five more. So let's buy the other one. And if your kids have an allowance, they can certainly have the opportunity to make decisions for themselves about what they want to spend that money on and realize that they only have $3 or $5 or $10 and they have to make the most of that money. Obviously, money and finances is a complicated topic that kids will learn more about as they get older, but you can certainly teach the basics of it from a pretty young age, even what's a quarter, what's a dime, what's a nickel. Diane, can you talk to the parent right now who thinks, you know what, it's just easier if I do it. I don't have a lot of time. I have my own job. I have to take care of the family. You know, I have my whole entire to-do list for myself. It's just easier. It is faster if I just take care of this myself. Well, certainly there are times when it's easier and faster to do it yourself. But if you step back and look at the big picture, that eventually, if your kids really do learn to do some of these things, it won't always be faster and easier for you to do this. So they really can help you. As with lots of things in parenting, you have to sometimes weigh what's best in the moment, whether it's giving your kid that piece of candy so they'll stop crying or looking at the bigger picture and saying, you know what, I'm going to take an extra 10 minutes and I'm going to show him how to do it himself. And then next time it will be easier. If we have time, I just want to share that there's often a four-step process that you could use with any of these skills. And the first is do it something for your child. And then number two, do it with your child. And then the third step is watch your child do it. And then the last one is let your child completely do something independently. And you can really approach that, use that framework with anything. Obviously, it's not just you're doing it one, two, three, four times, but that you're gradually stepping back. And hopefully, your life will be easier in the long run if your kids can do some of these things. The article, again, is called 10 Life Skills to Teach Your Child by Age 10. Michelle Couch, of course, on this article as well. Diane Dubrovner, the deputy editor for Parents Magazine. Diane, thank you so much for your time. Great to talk to you, Tracy. You can find out more about Parents Magazine and the article that we reference on their website at parents.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tracy Lynn for Closer Look. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at airone.com.